everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Loudwire Podcast. I'm Graham. I'm Joe. And today, an ultra-political episode for you today, because we know you're not tired of all the political talk going on right now. And it's been going on for two years. Why get sick of it now? Yep, we're going to have another four years of just constant... uh, This. (laughs) Uh, No matter where you turn, there's going to be talk about Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, it's hard for me to say president-elect Trump. Trump. President-elect Trump. P-E-T. He's our pet. So, this is the reason we said we need to have Napalm Deaths, Barney Greenway, on the podcast. One of the most political guys out there. Very well-spoken, very well-educated. And very outspoken, too. Uh, we went to the venue uh, Le Poisson Rouge in New York City. Which Barney educated us. It was uh, either the, the, the red pink fish or, or the, the red pink fish. fish. I haven't actually looked that up yet. So we managed to get away from the noise pretty much to talk with Barney about everything that's been going on. I think it's been difficult for a lot of people. I mean, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's been hard because we're so divided. Everyone is so incensed right now, whether it's protests turning into riots, which is pretty much against the ideal of the peaceful protest, or it's about Hillary winning the popular vote by a million votes now. A million. Still going, too. They're still still going They expect it to go up. We're all confused. I mean, you can even just see it when you watch TV, when you watch late-night TV, when you watch the media, when you watch the news, which definitely is probably a little more left-leaning. If you didn't know that before then just seeing the air getting taken out of these rooms filled with these broadcasters, and you know, except for Fox News, but even Megyn Kelly seemed to be <laughs> a bit pissed off. But just the way that reporters are addressing everything that's going on, and I think for, for the right reasons. It's a time when we need a band like Napalm Death more than ever. Yeah, and when we saw Napalm Death perform right after we recorded this thing, Barney was so furious on stage. You know, on this podcast, you're going to hear him be very diplomatic, very calm, very precise in the way that he speaks about things. But when he was on stage and he gets into that mode, he was talking about punching his fist through the front and the back of the Trump doctrine. And then he said some very choice words about Mike Pence, who I think we all agreed (laughs) is uh, scarier than Donald Trump. Definitely. I know that we're not really fans of Mike Pence. The guy's views on things like uh, our gay brothers and sisters and women's reproductive rights are coming right out of medieval times, pretty much. So we all kind of agreed that maybe we should give Donald Trump a chance. Maybe we shouldn't. Reluctantly. (laughs) But in, in all seriousness... Now's not the time to run, you know. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, I'm going to leave the country. Now's not the time to leave the country. Now's the time to stay. And now's the time to talk about this thing. And it is very important to listen to both sides of the aisle. It should still be a very engaging podcast for the conservatives because it's not like we outright bashed anything. We just talked about the issues and... 
Barney especially approached it from a humanitarian perspective. And I think yeah. that's the most important thing to look at is people on an individual basis, on a human level, regardless of political boundaries, geographical boundaries, anything like that. At the end of it, we're all people. And that's the thing that Barney really kept harping on here. Yeah, I do think we kept it mostly humanitarian, although you can tell what side of the argument that we're going to be on politically. This week's rocker versus writer topic, political. (laughs) Well, this is one that when we came up with all the ideas for rocker versus writer that we wanted Barney specifically. And the topic is, should non-political bands voice their political opinion, whether it's in interviews, social media, anything like that? So we're going to get into that with Barney. He took the side expectedly of, yeah, say whatever the hell you want. And then I was left to defend the other side of that people maybe should keep their mouth shut. If you really don't want to hear political stuff, if you don't want to hear three lefties in a room talking about their beliefs, this may not be for you. But we invite you to stay. We invite you to take a listen. And we invite you to contribute your own beliefs in the comment section below if you're listening to on YouTube. So... Although there was not an outright conservative in this conversation we're about to have with Barney Greenway, we do want to open it up to you as well. So, you know, make your opinions known. This is the point of this. Keep the dialogue open. Keep the discussion open. I'm sure in the future we're going to have conservative musicians on here, and we'll talk to them about that. We're not going to duck them. That's a promise we can make you right now. So, this is Barney Greenway, everybody. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes or on YouTube. Make sure you give us five stars and a nice comment. We'd very much appreciate it. It's time to sit down and shout! All right, everyone, Loudwire Podcast, and today we're here with Barney Greenway of Napalm Death. We're here talking to him in a dungeon. We're on like the second or third floor. Does that count as a dungeon? I guess it's a <laughs> sort of an upstairs dungeon. Here yeah. in a, a weird little crawl space at Le Poisson Rouge here in the New York The Redfish? Is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, I had no Poisson clue. is fish. Rouge is red. Red? Or pink. It might be pink, actually. The pink fish. Yeah, mm. pink fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Suitably for napalm. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, right now, it is a week after the election mm. and it must be one hell of a time for you to be driving throughout this country of ours it is it is um you know here's the thing it, it, very often when you express an opinion and of course i've expressed an opinion several times about this but yeah. um during this period but you get you are told by people that it's not your business and it shouldn't be your concern because you're not a citizen but of mm. course Whatever happens here radiates outwards. You yeah, know, of course. That, that's, it's, that, you know, 100%. Anything that happens with this Brexit thing that we've got going on right. in the year, that ridiculous thing, you know, yeah, it's, pretty it's the same. That also radiates outwards to America. So it, it is my concern. A lot of people will deflect your opinion because you're not American. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, much like 
maybe some you know uh, some people would deflect an American's opinion of Brexit because it's like well it doesn't affect you but it it does it does it, and I would never do that actually yeah, I would absolutely. never I would consider every you know how can you not be a human being and not have a perspective on something you know right. if you're if you're informed about it or or you're even involved in it to a level of course you do why should you you, you're a human being with a voice. How can you not have the right to express an opinion over anything? You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's my starting point, really. You know, but um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's how it is. I mean, I've I've already said stuff, and it's it, I've also been misrepresented as well. I have to say, have you? Um, there was a blabbermouth piece. I don't know if you saw it. It it got sort of quite a bit of coverage. It was the front page of blabbermouth saying. Greenway endorses Clinton, you know, big letters. Oh, really? I didn't, actually. What I basically oh. said was she was the least worst of the <laughs> two, and I think yeah. that most people would agree on that. But actually, during the campaign, um, a friend of mine that I used to work on some anti-censorship stuff with, he runs Bernie Sanders's like, street team Wow. In on the East Coast. Yeah. And so he set up... I was quite happy for him to set up a couple of shows because mm. if... You know, in the, with this election gone, who would I really like to see in the seat at the top? Well, Bernie Sanders, to be honest, if anything, you yeah. know. But uh, or or the Green Party candidate, you know, less realistic maybe. But yeah, Jill, Jill Stein. Stein yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, anyone who's listening right now, yes, you're listening to three lefties who probably support Bernie Sanders above all else. But yeah. like, you know, it, I think it's important for everyone no matter what your perspective is on the world is to listen to others like i will very much go out and listen to the, a conservative point of view of course and you know so i wish i kind of wish we had a republican here to make it a bit more balanced but this is something that i, I think everybody from both sides they need to be able to absorb uh the opinion of everyone else because as we were talking about so many people uh what they absorb just radiates within their own bubble sure i mean and here's the thing you know the people that traditionally um, were the uh conserve more conservative states of america they shouldn't be left behind no. in the same way as anybody shouldn't left be left behind you know but what people fail to understand sometimes is that because of the inequalities that have blighted not only america but other nations too america's not exclusive to that you know the, the the people that are, to redress the balance, some people need to get a jump start ahead, you know, and and it and it's usually minorities and women also, you know, in terms of the health and you know the the uh, control of your own body, you know, that's kind of something that has needed to be elevated to bring everybody onto a level playing field. So definitely. Now, one issue though with trying to absorb opinions from other people is that it's hard to get the the straight facts. Sure. We have people treating editorials as gospel, mm -hmm. and then we have news outlets that are, one, satirical, and people don't know it, Sure. and then two, are just blindly misrepresenting information. Sure. So it feels like it's harder than ever to actually get the clear story, and sure. then on top of that, there's confirmation bias, where, of course, any opinion you have, you could find somebody else who's going to agree with it on the internet, because there's seven billion people on this Sure, earth. sure, yeah, it is, it is a tricky thing. I mean, to, to be totally honest with you, although we've owned it, although the kind of direction of the conversation so far is our left opinions versus somebody else's right opinions, yeah. you know, I've got kind of two heads, you know, when it comes to this, this, this general sort of thing. Um, whilst we have the system that we have, and it's not going to disappear tomorrow, 
you know so you kind of have to live with it and work within it you know i know that i, I know a lot of like friends of mine you know who are completely you know kind of sort of like non-political like anarchists you know you could say in their, yeah, in their mindset and they say well it's all complete shit you know what i mean mm. but and i get that you know but i don't see us working outside of that anytime soon so it's like what do you do you know you you either work in it or you don't and so my other head is that you know what it's about time the system was pulled down you know yeah. because it's not serving people effectively there are still x million people in the world that uh, politics to them is just tokenism because they're poor they don't know where their next meal's coming from you know so they're completely out of the whole thing so with that kind of level of misrepresentation there's an argument to be there that the whole thing should be pulled down start again things like local citizens councils where everybody has a voice you know um with economics maybe at some point and some people would laugh at this but like a bartering system some kind of economic bartering system again hmm. because the way things are set up at the moment it doesn't serve people it doesn't apart from those at the very top everything else is crumbs from the table you know what i mean absolutely and it's interesting that uh it's interesting that you have a perspective of America that I think most Americans don't have because most Americans don't travel around all the states mm. on the ground, uh, getting to know all of the states, all of the little towns, the little cities. You know, so many Americans just stick to, you know, the New York mm. and then Los Angeles and Miami and mm. Seattle and whatnot. Mm. And the rest of them, people consider to be flyover states, which is, yeah. I think, one of the, the problems with the election that people just. Uh, overlooked the power of yeah. those people in there. So, so to put it really simply, I'm a human being. Yeah. If you're a human being, I care about your existence. Doesn't yeah. matter where you're from. You yeah. know, that's it at the end of the day. But, but then it, when it gets to the point where you're telling or displaying stuff to me that actually completely um, sort of rubbishes or trashes or rubs other people in the dirt. Or indeed, let's use this kind of thing, hangs them from a tree, then yeah. I'm sorry. But, you, you know, that's where things are going to get a little weird, you know what I mean, between us, you know. So from a human perspective, I want every human being, you know, to be able to um, live a life of dignity and happiness, you know, mm -hmm. Abso absolutely, yeah. you know. But then, you know, and I understand it's difficult, but it needs to get to a point where every human being has a level of understanding about other human beings and understand that, you know, there's, for example, with food, there's enough food in this world, actually, to go around everybody. There's you know? enough of our waste in, in the yeah. States to feed just about everyone on the planet. Yeah. And why do people find it so difficult sometimes? Why do they find their own lives so threatened by the prospects of other people getting stuff? that might help them along the way. Uh, they get it for free. Who cares? You know, there's people we're talking about. Yeah. They're not pieces of dirt. They're people, you know what I mean? You know. And the only way to get better is you need to bring the bottom up. Exactly. It's not top down as the classic, you know, Republican thing. Oh, yeah, it's always got to be from the top down. No, it's from the bottom up. It's yeah. from the bottom up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, you know, one thing that I did love about bernie sanders and like uh i i'm an unapologetic 
Bernie supporter, and I know that we're probably going to be riding his nuts a lot today. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's one thing that Bernie talked about a lot is that he was saying, look, when you hurt, it affects me. And I'm sure when I hurt, it affects you too. He For had sure. that humanitarian mm. outlook on mm, things. And I does. think that really struck a chord with a lot of people. And the people that it didn't strike a chord with went all the way onto the other side. Because yeah. it no, it's not a bias to point out that a lot of Donald Trump's rhetoric and his policies are very anti-humanitarian. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, lefty talking, but mm. that's... That's a fact. Yeah, because there was always a negative generally yeah. in in the in the in the points that was being put across. There was always, I always saw it as kind of there was always a scapegoat in the mix to any of his policies. You know, so so you know it was not about bringing people up. It was about putting somebody else down to bring yes. you up. You know, you people there. You know, it was absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it that. does. It 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 bothers me. But the, you know, but even. Even with that, you know, there's there's other things too. You know, there's the there's. I mean, human rights to me is like I know it's 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 like a phrase that I end up using over and over. I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I've mentioned that 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 sort of those words. You know, but you know, it, human rights, the basic. Um, the basic fundamental right to walk the earth, you know, not being harassed to have control over your own body, you know, yes. to not be under duress, you know, is is everybody's right, you know, and and that's my, you know, that's the, the overall thing is, is where I come in at, you know, no other point, you know. So. Sure, and it's interesting that if you take a look at Brexit, which we mentioned mm. earlier. A lot of those statistics they mirror they Americans' do. voting. This is pattern. true. This is absolutely I true. I mean, we saw Scotland and Ireland overwhelmingly vote to stay. Yeah. We saw the cities in England vote overwhelmingly to stay. Yeah. And it was in the country. Yeah. By older uh, Anglo-Saxon white people who voted leave, mm. and that's very much what happened here. We had our cities and our coastal areas went overwhelmingly for Hillary mm. and it was our countryside that went yeah. for Trump. I mean let let me give you a sort of a more nuanced view about the Brexit thing. Um you know, here's the thing. It, it's not as simple as with a lot of things in life. The the Europe thing is not a black and white thing. And I think what happened in the UK was people confused like the the kind of central European kind of um uh, very rigid institutions with yeah. with other things that in Europe that have given us you know real good kind of rights you know they they conflated the two like incorrectly and I I honestly think I mean a lot of people in Britain would be really pissed off if I said this but it's like I still don't think a lot of people understood what they were voting for I think there was a lot of misinformation being given to people I mean you saw what was being printed on the side of yeah. buses in yeah, London, yeah. and a lot of that was misrepresenting the entire yeah, picture. Sure, but 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 here's the thing as well. Now, I am not going to. 
I'm not going to tell you that, that I've, I've liked a lot of stuff that the European Union did. For example, the austerity measures that Greece went through, I thought was disgusting. They did not need to do that. They put a lot of people in absolutely dire straits. You know, I mean, it was miserable, you know, for a lot of people there. Because of EU edicts, you know, I just really mm -hmm. thought that was just dis pretty despicable, you know what I mean? Having said that, on a purely uh, human level, I feel very connected to Europe. You know, mm. I'm not patriotic. You know, to be yeah. honest, you tell me I'm English, I'm British, I'm like, who cares? You know what I mean? I'm, but I'm the, I feel the same way with yeah. my, I'm actually British and American yeah. by, by heritage, and yeah. I am not nationalistic towards no. either. I don't need to carry a flag. You know, I don't need any of that stuff, you know. Um, so I actually feel very European because I like, I personally like that sense of unity you know sure. it, it appeals to me i love the multitude of experiences you can have on the european mainland which is similar to the u.s in a way you get a different state you have Very. a different experience you know yeah. so i really like that the, the the one the one real worry for me is that in times when europe wasn't particularly united um we let things under the radar like hitler like mm. mussolini like franco in spain you know and we have some quite disturbing things going on in southern and eastern europe right now ethnic cleansing there's a yes there's a it's still very much you know could be a possibility in in um in hungary i think it is they have a actually a, a citizens militia you know which looks very dubious they wear these dubious shirts with you know, they're like green, I think they are. And well, you've got, got to look the part, you know. Well, you know, the brown shirt thing, you know, Hitler's, yeah, uh, right. uh, uh, the Hitler youth and stuff. You were talking about it's, in South Africa. Yeah, exactly. There. Well, it's echoes of that. And these yes. people apparently have got legitimacy from the government. The government has, like, given them some kind of legitimacy to go around the streets and kind of enforce a Christian kind of good you know yes moral <clears throat> thing so it's very worrying because i know that uh, around those parts of europe um one of the last real persecuted minorities i mean to, to, you know where the persecution has been consists is gypsies you know mm. and romanies you know yes. and they 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 really have been through the mill you know and it you know the gypsies hitler i mean hitler like really got into him he you wasn't know, a and fan, I, no. no and i don't want to obviously nobody nobody is like in their right mind as a human being surely wants to see that you know right so and then you worry about things kind of you know sort of radiating out from there well who's going to be next it's like that old saying i mean i'm just paraphrasing but first they came for the jews then they came for the communists right, yeah. and when there was nobody else left they, they came, came for, for me, me you yes. know so it's like and the scariest thing about what's going on, like you said, in Hungary is that you have people with personal convictions yeah. that have now been validated. Sure. And there's nothing more dangerous than somebody who's got a personal belief. And before, they weren't able to really enforce that. But now mm. you give them the power to do that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Zimbardo prison yeah. experiment. Yeah. And it's just somebody who's given power yeah. for no reason. You yeah. know, these general people. Yeah. Hey, you get to play police officer, you get to play prisoner, and yeah. then they had to shut the thing down. Yeah, sure, sure, and sure. I doubt it's going to go much differently than that. No, no, it, it's, it could get... It's hard to say, actually, what, what might happen. Uh, but just, you know, with this, with this thing about, like, obviously now other European states are beginning to question what value 
you know European unity has to them yeah. you know and that that's that sounds terrible to me you know the whole thought of the British Isles becoming this nasty little bitter outpost you know where you can imagine kind of sort of a uh, figurative barbed wire around the coastline and yeah. stuff and I, I'm like that's not a country I want to live in you know and they wonder why people are going you know what I want to move somewhere else you know if I have to get an a passport somewhere else to get like an EU passport, then that's what I'll do. And a lot of people have said that, you yeah. know. And uh, I know it might sound like one of those kind of peripheral things like celebrities kind of tend to do sometimes. I'm moving, you know, I'm gone. You yeah, know? Snoop Dogg's going to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so, but you do seriously think about these things because I think part of living a happy life is a community life, you know. And yeah. if your community is not like, not like a good place to live where you if people are struggling you prop them up you help them you know no matter who you are don't judge them by anything you know yeah then that's 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 no good man you know? yeah you hear a lot of people in the states right now saying oh i gotta get out of here i gotta but now's the time to stay yeah you would say yeah, now, yeah i think yeah, now's yeah. the time to stay and to prop each other up and to give each other strength yeah and this is just the pendulum of politics it mm. goes uh, well in america at least it goes red then it goes blue about every eight years or so yeah. and i think it's important to, for the people who are fed up with what's happening right yeah. now to stick around and don't take the easy way out yeah you need to make your voice heard you need to fight for what you want yeah you do and you need to be a part of it yeah when the pendulum swings the other way yeah. and it goes back to a uh, Democrat again, yeah. or maybe even independence. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, because you know, um, well, as we were kind of speaking about uh, before the interview, you know, if, 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 if people like Mike Pence get a real stronghold on the, on the power base, yeah. you know, uh, it's going to need people to fight, fight for human rights, basically yes. control over, uh, control over your own body you know, in the case of, of women, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, um, same sex marriage is well being a matter of will as what anybody can do what they wish to do, you know, and not be, not be, uh, persecuted for the, for the, for the, uh, the, the love choices they make for the, for the rest of their life, you know. And again, it goes back to that person having a personal conviction that's now in a, in a place of power. You have Mike Pence. He's yeah. a creationist. He thinks the earth is 10,000 yeah. years old. I mean, think You have all that. these people that are going to come up and they're going to rise. That's already been the uprising of kind of the people yeah. who are overlooked. And now that's the next thing is if you have a guy with a voice at the top, that's going to be the one to follow. That's going to be the one to rally behind. And that's what's going to start, unfortunately, that kind of revolution. I mean, think about that in itself. You're teaching... Um, you're going against like hundreds of years of science, you know, and research, right? And you're going to teach this to kids that are coming up through schools. You're going to have a nation of dummies. And I hate, I'm <laughs> really sorry to use that. No, but you're I'm right. Just, I'm illustrating the point, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm really sorry if I did not, of course, I'm not trying to offend anybody no, by that. No. When I say that, I mean, you know, from a general standpoint of scientifically literate people, I love science, man. I think it's a fucking incredible thing, you know, to to sub to subvert it in that way. I mean, come and it's on, weird because you know? they say I don't believe in science. Like that's yeah. it's not a it's not an issue of belief. No, it's not an issue of faith. <laughs> no, it's not an issue of faith. You know, it's not. You know, 
The only thing where faith comes into it is where if you're a scientist and you're testing theories, you have faith that that theory might just have some validity <laughs> to it. But that's where the faith begins and ends, you know, for me. You know. Let's get into some rocker versus writer real quick. Today, the rocker, Barney Greenway from Napalm Death, the writer, Joe DeVita of Loudwire. Today, we're going to be going off the topic that we've been discussing pretty much this entire podcast, politics. And today's topic, should non-political bands talk about politics or address politics publicly? Weird question, I know, but what do you think? Well, I mean, you can take all the politicals and non-politicals out of that particular uh, sort of uh, suggestion, you know, because music, as far as I know, was always meant to break down barriers, you know. You had the very poor uh, black uh, blue blues musicians coming out of the South, and they smashed through barriers, you know, purely. And how, other, how, how else could they have done that, given their social circumstances, you know? So, to me... In as much as I might find somebody's opinion a little like askew, you know, that's fine, you know. It, the point is, when you're in a band, you should be able to say whatever you want. You, and, and equally so, on the musical front, there's a whole fucking spectrum of sound out there. Use it. You don't have to just use the conventional bits and pieces, you know. Just run it through the wall with a car, you know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, see, like... I understand that anytime somebody is asked a political question mm. in an interview, obviously they have to give the answer. Sure. But the problem is that you start to taint some of what your fans see in you and their perspective. Sometimes they're looking for an escape from this political point and they just want to listen to death metal about people killing each other. And <laughs> yeah, and then that's all that they want. And then when you come out and say um, like these huge mm. leftists or these huge right wing um, policies that you back sometimes your fans go that's that's not what I came to you for and then you can kind of see like maybe some of your fan base trickle away I mean well, we're not going to name any names but the guy who wrote Stranglehold grabbing his nuts in Michigan going this is here's your blue state right here yeah yeah there's some people on the left that might like that guy yeah yeah and they go you know what like that's I can't even deal with this anymore yeah and then that's when it starts to ruin the music that you love and you can't even listen to well it they say but they say that but it's really funny that the, sometimes the most people get involved is when something of a political nature is said and you you just see the forums go boom like that, they you know what I mean? Up. Yeah, they just light up. So I think that kind of proves my point really, you know, is that if you want to get people going, say something that's not the norm. Honestly, mate, if you, if you, were, if you were in a band and when it comes around to doing promo time, you will hear... And I mean this with no disrespect intended, but you will get a hundred interviews with what were your influences on this album? What were your influences 20 years ago? And, you know, to break out of that sometimes is manner, you know, manner for a musician, you know, of whatever strain they are, you know. So um, I would suggest that it's absolutely fine, you know. Uh, Ultimately, you're, again, it comes back to, you're a human being in a band, you know, when people talk about stuff, they like to talk about numerous things, you know, and it's just, it's just the same mm. thing. It's just, you know, like like widening the parameters a little bit. Yeah. Now, when you have a platform that's that big and you have all these people that you're reaching with your voice, you also have a responsibility. 
and that responsibility is to intelligently inform them mm. now there's a lot of in misinformation that's spread too and people that just will blindly back one side and believe anything that anybody says regurgitate that information and then it perpetuates spreading misinformation mm. and that could be a huge problem because now people already worship these people and fans will worship these musicians and now they go they hear that and they go you know what i kind of like the way that sounds even if it's something completely absurd something not based in fact yeah and then that's where you start to get that kind of cancerous nature to yeah politics. I, I, i'll take the point but i think sometimes you have to have leeway you know not everything mm -hmm. unfortunately is perfect in this world and you just can't avoid that you know it just is i mean look at the burgeoning Cele look at the celebrity newspapers that are out there on the, on the, on the, <laughs> in, the, in the supermarkets and stuff, you know, National Enquirer. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, depending on your viewpoint, that's just the way things have gone. And this scene, the underground scene, is not immune from that, you know. You know, whilst you have social media that's, that doesn't discriminate against any kind of music or whatever, then that's unfortunately a natural byproduct, you know. If there's one thing that I really hate seeing, it's... Uh, a lot of people feel like when a musician throws out a political point of view, they just say, oh, shut up and play your guitar. But you don't hear that being said to the guy, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's sure. or, or the guy who's landscaping or yeah. the guy who's in the big office, you know, yeah. in the penthouse of his New York City Wall Street office. Yeah. Why is it that musicians get that treatment? Yeah, because that's an age old thing. Musicians are very often singled out, you know, as kind of a, on another kind of platform, you know, above everything else. But mm. we have the same worries and concerns as everybody else does, you know. Well, we've got to pay the rent. We've got to put the food on the table, you know. You, you two are in this, like, the circuit where we are now, the kind of underground circuit. And people will tell you, you know, that it's not... It's not this great big money spinning exercise, you know, <laughs> like far from it. So, so we're working like much the same as other people would be, you know, we're working like week to week and stuff, you know. So, so we, we have the concerns, same concerns as everybody else. We should also have the same rights as anybody else as well, yeah. you mm. know. And me having been a union rep, very often this is a problem because, um, and I'll, I'll slightly kind of go off on a side issue here, but it's like when you are a, when you're like a, a band that does covers or whatever and you do weddings and stuff like yeah. that they expect that you're going to play for like nothing you know like a few 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 pounds in your back pocket well i'm sorry but that's that person's gig a lot of the time they're not doing it as a side thing to this great big you know um lucrative job that they've got you know it's some, very often they that's their job you know so why should they be treated any differently and therefore it follows that why should their opinions be treated any differently you know now like you mentioned before that your words got twisted and you wound up somehow endorsing hillary clinton even though you never yeah. said it i mean i'm not and gonna don't get me wrong i'm not gonna lose sleep over it you know <laughs> i just want it who cares you know but but i just kind of wanted to correct it because mm. it, it, it just wasn't correct a couple of people did say in the thread read what he said he didn't say that mm. you know but like of course then people rolled yeah. with the other things and, and then another issue is that whenever somebody non-political speaks their political opinion that's typically the headline yeah and i feel like that's not really fair to the artist who put all the work into the music and the album that they just released and now all of a sudden everything's you talked about musically is disregarded and sure. it's up in the headline under the lights 
whoever supports this yeah this is their opinion and yeah personally i don't know i'm a music nerd i'd rather just listen to guys talk about music okay especially if you're not politically based i want to hear see i don't think so i'd go the hmm. opposite to that i think people can talk about whatever they want you know and it's 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 um but they but then they also have the choice not to say you know that if if they so and really let's be honest it's up to them it's not up to mm-hmm. us. I know. I know you want to read what you want to read, but really, it's their choice, you know. And they could quite easily say, mm, "I don't feel comfortable with answering that." You know, can we can we talk about something else? Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't really see anybody declining those comments either. Sometimes you do. I've seen a few here. Well, I guess there. we don't yeah. get to see them, right? Because yeah, they're yeah. not going to print it. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought of that. Actually, yeah, you got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and that's Rocker versus Writer, everyone. Let us know what you think in the comment section below if you're listening to this on YouTube. So, Barney, just a few more questions for sure. you. I would love to know, uh, you know, right now it's been about two years since Apex Predator mm. Easy Meat came out, an album that Joe and I both really love. When are we going to get some new Napalm Death? We're not sure yet. I mean, we're, we're talking about doing some initial tracks just to kind of find our feet next year. But of course, we have Mitch, our guitarist, on hiatus yes. still. So we we just don't know how it's going to go. There isn't a there isn't an answer either way. It's just kind of we just don't know right okay. now. So so um, either way, there'll be Napalm music at some point, you know. That's but we just yeah. we just got to kind of roll with that and see what happens. Really, um, yeah. I mean, I've kind of got ideas for what I'd like to do lyrically. But I'd, nothing, nothing concrete yet. So I've got to formulate a little bit more. In today's climate, I feel like you've got plenty to write about. Yeah, and and it, it will be deeply, you know, it will perhaps even more so. But you know, I I feel that I don't have to try. Kind of the idea, the ideas come come. You know, it's like a fountainhead. You yeah. know what I mean? It just kind of. And now you mentioned Mitch is on hiatus. Uh, yeah. Is there a timetable for him coming back to the road, back no. to the studio? No, we never we never gave him a timetable and and. You know, we just kind of let it be because it was a lot of it was a list of things that I'm not going to go into because it's personal. And it's okay. if if the words come out, it would be up to him, you know, sure. to, to talk about those. But um, yeah, so it, it was it was it was a list of stuff, really, you know. So um, so we just kind of left him to it, you know, um, and we'll see what happens, you know, from from here on in. Now, ever since um, when Jesse Pentado left and then another one, rest in peace. Mm. Um, has there any, ever been any consideration for Napalm to bring back a second guitar we, slot? We did think about it. And to be honest, we never arrived at any concrete conclusions. We kind of, there was always other things that were higher up on the agenda. And we just sort of didn't didn't deal with it properly. Um, but we've been doing fine as we are as a four-piece. I'm, not, I'm not saying a five is, 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 is an impossibility. But um, yeah, I mean, me and, Sp- me and Shane have spoken about it in recent times, actually again but um oh. it'd have to we, it'd really have to be it's not it's not about the individual necessarily it's about the fit you know within the within yeah. the i mean there's also the thing that whilst we are perfectly uh, tolerant people you know when you've been for so much time with a certain unit trying to expand that and bring somebody in I don't know, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We will welcome that person with open arms, you know, but it is difficult, you know, wouldn't you rather? It would change the chemistry. Yeah, it would change the chemistry potentially, yeah. yeah. Of course, that's so important for any yeah. band is yeah. the chemistry there. Yeah. You have no chemistry, you got no yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, so one last thing I'd like to talk about, going back to the more social 
elements of our conversation is that in the UK, I've seen a lot of instances of Islamophobia mm. coming up, and a lot of people have been making documentaries about Islamophobia and lots of news pieces. And even in Australia, I used to live in Australia, okay. and there's, there's a tremendous amount of bigotry in some of these places towards Middle Eastern people. And it's, to me, it's bizarre. Yeah. And I was maybe so stupid to think like, well, you know, that, that hasn't really affected us so much here in the States. And of course, now we've seen that there is a lot of Islamophobia. You know, we now have a president who wants to ban Muslims from entering the country. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what can you say about what England and Europe's Islamophobia is really like? Is it, as all, is it at all blown out of proportion by media or by documentaries or is it about spot on? No, you know, I think I think it's it's got to the point now where, you know, even people that maybe 10 years ago would never have dreamed of being that judgmental to that level in a negative yeah. way. I think now they're kind of looking over their shoulders at people, you know, and that's mm. not a good thing. Um, the one thing I would say is that, and this is a problem in the States as well, you know, one of the big problems for us is ghettoization, you know. Yes, that's one of the that's one of the problems because people begin to feel isolated and mm -hmm. the people outside of that like view it with suspicion you know because it's yes. like one set of people in one area and seem like breaking through the communication barrier is particularly difficult there's it's those looks across the street or whatever you know and so um it, it you know it, it would be better if um, if there was a bit of a bit more mixture, you know, because we do have mm. some areas in the UK where people have are just settled altogether, you know, in one ethnic group, one and religious group as well, you yeah. know, and you know that that I don't know what the answer is to be honest, because maybe mm. it's gone down the road to where that can't be undone, you know, to a certain extent. But mm. I have no problem living next door to, you know, people who have that religion. Mm. Like all religions, you know, I just find it, um, I find it not necessary to live life, you know, in a happy way. But yeah, I appreciate other people's uh, have those beliefs, you know. I don't feel suspicious of people just because they have that, you know. Um, so yeah, but um, yeah, unfortunately, we do have that ghettoization, and of course, that's more noticeable in a country that has is a, is an island, you know. So um, very yeah, true. So I, I d you know, I, I don't know that I have the answer to that, you know, but but all I can say is that me personally, and I hope this doesn't sound like a cop out, mm -hmm. but I treat people the same, you know, as what anybody would, you know, ex as I, I would expect to be treated, you know. Um, yeah. I can have debates with with people of any religious persuasion. You 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 could bring a, a, a evangelical Christian to me, and I'll tell them why I think that. Uh, abortion and control over women's bodies is their choice and their choice alone. Yeah, you can bring a Muslim to me of a particular, uh, a particular level of the faith, and I will tell them why I think it's not acceptable that women are separated out and treated differently. You know, and where they are forced to wear certain things or do certain yeah. things or or, or sub be, be entirely submissive, that's not correct. That's not right. You know. 
we're human beings first, you know, and the belief systems are secondary, you know. Yes. So that's that's my thing with it, really. But it doesn't mean I'm going to treat them any differently, you know, in the social setting, you know. I don't yeah. even want to say them because we're all people, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this us and them fucking stuff, you know. Yeah. We need to get away from that, you know. Yeah, I very much agreed. Barney, you've given us so much of your time today, and we really, really sure, appreciate it. We're so happy that we got you onto this podcast. No As we said, we were you're one of the people that we wanted to get on immediately, no. Have a sit down and have a good conversation with you. So thank you again. No problem. Uh, the latest Napalm Death album, Apex Predator, Easy Meat, go pick it up. It's still as good as it was in early 2015. Today, whenever you're listening to this podcast, Barney, we want to thank you so much again. No, thanks for the kind words. That's much appreciated. <laughs> and that's Barney Greenway, everybody, of the awesome and brutal Napalm. Congratulations. If you're still listening, you made it through all of the political talk. I wish we had, yeah. like, a bell or a banner that could drop down from your ceiling. Dun, 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 I was going to start doing that, too, but I was going to wind up with the uh, Here Comes the Bride for some reason. Hey, I stopped myself. You're not a patriot, Joe. Nope. The hell out of this country. Nope. Who even knows the kids? Get the helium. Get out. So, obviously, you could tell. That we were having a lot of fun talking about these very uh, serious and kind of more heady topics, not getting into the music nerditry as much. Mm. Although we love doing that too, but this one, a week after right. the election, felt right just to get into all the dirt. And there's so much stuff out there on Napalm Death, so we figured we might as well mix it up get a unique perspective from Barney, really entrench ourselves in this thing that seems to be catching everybody's attention. Yeah, this was the conversation to have. So if you made it this far, you either enjoyed it or you hate listened to it with your teeth grit. Foaming out the mouth like a rabbit animal. With your hands firmly gripped upon your testicles, twisting them not too far, but just enough to give you a little bit of pain. But hey, we appreciate it. That you listened. Thank you so much, everybody. Make sure you follow Loudwire on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you would be so kind. Leave us a nice comment. You can follow me. I'm Graham at GrahamWire. You can follow me, Joe, at IceNerveShatter. Godflesh song. Absolutely. So, we want to thank you all again. Have a good day, everybody. Hang in there if you're having a rough time. If you need to feel a little better, just watch Preach Treads 3. <laughs> all right, let's go play some Dukin'. Yeah, dude.